Our People and Skills series is sponsored by Fanuc, proud partners of the Manufacturer Podcast. Manufacturer Podcast, National Apprenticeship Week. What's key to pushing apprenticeships? Why is it often seen as the last resort? Where can we find common ground between industry and education? Find out what the companies and individuals at the heart of change are trying to do and hear what some of the apprentices have to say on the matter in today's episode. Hi, listener. It's Friday. We're in your ears. Not in the weird way. I'm joined by, well, a full compliment, actually. They say... There's strength in depth, and we're stacked like the Barcelona front line of 2007. We've got Lana Dima. Hello. We've got Joe Bush. Good morning. And we've got James Devonshire, our reporter in the Philippines, although we've not got him yet. I'll be talking to him uh, in a moment. Uh, are we fine? Yeah. We're good. good. We're good. Yeah. Yeah. Sun shining. It's Friday. It's National Apprenticeship Week. The best week of the year. You love it, don't you? I do love it. No, no, I, I, do. I, I, I believe you. I yeah, just, no, I do. I believe you. I'm just not sure the listener does. Yeah, <laughs> Lana does seem to she's have She's smiling. Yeah, she, she's she does smiling. have a she's, talent yeah. for sounding sarcastic maybe, even when she's not. Maybe so. we should actually start making these like video, like record ourselves while we do it. Oh, we will do, do that. It. We will Be- do that at some point. Because I then just, like, yeah. I feel like my emotions will definitely come across better. We will, we will do that. I just can't, I, earlier today, you admitted that you don't like the sound of your own voice. So no, throw in, I don't. So throw in a video of you as well. Yeah, you're I, going to implode, I won't be you? watching it. Oh, I see, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, quick recap of uh, the weekly content, because there's been absolutely loads of it, as well as interviews that we're including as part of today's episode. We're going to look over the deluge of content that we've covered over National Apprenticeship Week, or NAR, as the kids are calling it, to mark this hugely important event in the manufacturing calendar. And it is a hugely important event in the manufacturing calendar. On manufacturer.com this week, we have had an article on the skilled apprenticeship program of motion control and fluid technology specialist Norgren. 21-year-old Christian Newey speaks to Lana in this article. Also, manufacturing apprentice James Kinnaird talks about the wonders of earning while learning. That's one of the reasons he sees his apprenticeship at Mars Wrigley UK as a bit of a sweet deal. Yep, chocolate pun intended. I see we did that. Yep. You can also take a look at Sheffield Forge Masters and their drive to recruit 26 apprentices for September as they progress development on one of the world's most advanced manufacturing facilities. Oh, and there's an article on the rising numbers of young people and manufacturing employers and how they're choosing apprenticeships over traditional university education. There's a restoration team at a historic Derbyshire Victorian gasworks that are on track to complete a major renovation program. That's with help from apprentices and engineers at nearby neighbours JCB. Basically, right... There's loads of stuff, so get on themanufacturer.com and for unlimited online content, you pay just £5 a month. Anyone want to pick out something really quickly that's awesome about any of that stuff? Anybody really quickly, but really, really quickly because we've got so much to get Um, through. Okay, I'll go. I really like the article about the apprenticeships now being a top choice Mm. because I feel like opinions are really shifting about apprenticeships even compared to 
five years ago. So I think that is great. Mm, and did you like Christian? Christian Newey, was he good? Yes. All, okay. all apprentices are good. Yeah, yeah, I know. But you spoke to this one particularly. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, no, it was good. And you're kind of an apprentice yourself, aren't you? Yeah. I, be- I remember seeing that in one of your article, Strap Lines. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously not but a manufacturing could, apprentice. But no, you, but, but still an advocate for apprenticeships in general because, yeah, that's how I started my career. As you mentioned to Anita Davenport of yes. Land Automotive, and they were our 2021 TMMX Manufacturer of the Year winner, a business very much founded on, on promoting apprentices, um, and National Apprenticeship Week, of course, they're massively behind that. Uh, Lana, why don't you introduce this interview for us and, and, and tell us what it's about? So, yeah, it was a really, really just great conversation that I had with Anita. Um, she is the group HR manager at Lander um, and she's been really involved in sort of developing and, and building their strategy for the business. Um, and it's quite clear when you speak to her and obviously when you listen to the interview how much of a passion she has for people um, and their development. Um, And I think she really has been that driving force behind Lander's apprenticeship um, and people programs, which obviously are great because they've received so many awards um, for their programs. Um, And she is also the regional chair for the West Midlands Apprenticeship Ambassador Network. Um, So she's... She is a real advocate for apprenticeships and she is doing a lot outside of her own role as well. Being involved with lots of different organisations, such as the Apprenticeship Ambassador Network Group, and being asked to lead the apprenticeships and manufacturing and linking with Food and uh, Drink Federation, Make UK, Ingenuity, um, Metal Forming Association. All of these industries are so keen on improving not only the um, access to, for small businesses especially, small to medium enterprises, to apprenticeships, but also to, to continue to grow the skills in engineering and in manufacturing uh, in, in various industries across the UK? Obviously, there's recently been the uh, inquiry launched um, into why there's been a decline um, mm-hmm. in apprenticeships in the UK. Is there any particular sort of reason, maybe, why you think that might be? A lot has happened due to COVID and a lot of what we're actually seeing as an organisation and when I speak to other organisations a lot of the uh, children probably two years ago that are now coming up to 16, 17, 18 are not really work ready they haven't got the social skills I've even heard stories of of some that have gone to a provider where they will do one year off working in their academy they'll be you know going for work experience at the employer but they'll be mainly based in the academy and when they went to their first I think it was week that they needed to do with the employer they just couldn't get into the work environment and actually turn around and said to the provider I'm not ready for work 
and we're seeing that more and more where the, the individuals are coming to us and it's having to evaluate their expectations as well and what do we need to do to adapt can we adapt to a manufacturing environment so there's only so much we can do mm. but there seems to be definitely a continued impact from covid um and i think the more we we look at it analyze it and look at some of the things we can actually do to resolve it then i i think it'd be brilliant i mean there's a there's a brilliant report that's recently been done by the careers and enterprise company um that was uh delivered the outcomes of where there are barriers nationally as far as whether it's employers aren't engaging enough schools aren't engaging enough not enough opportunities and he's, he's actually been able to map that um and lander took part in some of that research um so you know it felt great to actually be part of that research with schools with providers with students with um employers as well and actually say right we've got a map now maybe this is something we can build on and actually start to look at how can we address this point and increase the scores in that area so i think when people do research like that and and you're made aware of it you're thinking right okay we can actually do something about it because sometimes you'll hear the stories where people say oh it's just covid the backlash and you go well okay so what do we do about it and being in engineering and manufacturing you're always looking to problem solve you're always looking to how can we do something better how can we improve and that has been an actual fantastic piece of work so i've seen it i know the dfe have seen it so it'd be great if that information could be out there and we all start working on it as an organ organizations ready to make some changes mm, yeah definitely because i suppose as well there's so many sort of parts that go into it isn't it because yeah. i know when I was at school so I did an apprenticeship um, but it was never uh, sort of promoted or mm -hmm. I never really saw it, it as an option it was only when I started sixth form uh, and then realised I don't think this is for me that I went to like a college open day mm -hmm. and sort of you know went through it myself with mm -hmm. my parents but at school I, I didn't really even know mm. anything about mm. apprenticeships but there are some good schools out there that mm. do promote apprenticeships yeah so it's not all bad and I, yeah. I, I think I, w I sometimes wish employers wouldn't keep blaming schools and I wish mm. schools wouldn't keep blaming employers we all need to take an adequate yeah. amount of responsibility and then say okay what are we all going to do together to improve this yeah because they're fantastic opportunities our thanks to Anita for chatting with us as part of this episode. Another wonderful contributor goes by the name of Angela Lawler, who's worked for manufacturers as big as Jaguar Land Rover. Bosh! Her involvement in our People and Skills series comes because she set up Marvelous Manufacturing. And this actually led uh, to her being a part of the Top 100 class of 2022. I nominated her, fun fact. Nice. Well, she deserves it. Mm. She starts her interview with James by explaining Marvellous Manufacturing, a business that she set up with schools. And the more I spoke to people, the more I spoke to schools and colleges and to manufacturers, it seemed to be as though 
the schools um, don't understand about manufacturing because they don't have any connection with it. The manufacturers don't go in and engage with the schools because most of them are SMEs. So they're probably running family businesses. They're probably doing at least two or three roles within that business. And all, all they say is, we don't have time. We do not have time. So there's a huge, huge issue there in that we're not getting the engagement in schools. Schools don't understand, so they're not delivering. And, and this is one of the reasons why I decided to set up Marvellous Manufacturing. If you go and search on the internet for information about manufacturing, it's very high level. Most manufacturers' websites are aimed at businesses because they're looking to pick up work. They're not aimed at young people. Um, so as a young student trying to find out information about young manufacturing, it's either really boring or there's nothing there. <laughs> um, so I thought, what we need, we need a website where students can find this information, but it's in a relatable form. It's stuff that they can understand. It's stuff that they can see. So I've got videos on there. Um, you know, things that are of interest, even um, there's a, a video of a pizza with the cheese being stretched okay. because pizza's relatable to young people, you know, and it's just fascinating just to watch it for those few seconds of cheese. Go, oh, is it going to strike? Yeah. Is it pizza's, pizza's relatable to me. <laughs> yeah, yes, <laughs> definitely. Um, and, and again, this is really important. It's you need to find things that are relatable to young people because otherwise you just will not engage them at all. In your mind, and for obviously the wider industry, why are apprenticeships so important for manufacturing? Uh, I think it's not just for manufacturing. I think it's for students as well. Sure. Um, you know, yep. it's, it's, it's a great way for them to earn and learn at the same time. Not everybody is academic. And I was, at, um, I was at a girls' school yesterday talking about manufacturing. And of course, the first thing they asked me is, well, what, what, um, you know, what, what grades do we need? What exams should we be taking? And I said, you need to think about the sort of person you are first. Are you an academic person? Or do your talents lie more creatively? So I think for apprenticeships, they are more of a creative route. They are for students who don't want to spend three years, another three years in the classroom learning from a book. Apprenticeships give you a great opportunity to be hands-on. I know from my own personal experience, I don't learn from a book. I have to be doing, and by doing, I learn a lot better, you know, and I can question while I'm doing it. So I think apprenticeships give a great opportunity to, to students of all abilities, to give them the opportunity to do that learning, to enhance their, their skills, to, um, you know, to take the level two, level three apprenticeships, whichever, um, but actually do it in, in, a, in a, a, a more creative way. A lot of students and a lot of parents look on apprenticeships as a last resort if they mm. haven't done well in their exams. And I, I've given this an awful lot of thought um, and, and I'm going to blast you with one of my mind bugs now. <laughs> when students decide that they're going to go to uni, we have UCAS. There's a set procedure. They know what they've got to do. They find the uni. They find the course they're interested in. They can go and visit the uni. 
they put their application through UCAS. They've got, you know, three choices of uni that they want to go to. If they don't get the first choice, they can go into clearing or they'll get a second choice. If they don't get the third choice, into clearing to try and find a university, a place at university. I remember it's, it well. Yeah, it's, it's a procedure that's been set out. The kids know what they've got to do. They know what's going to happen. It's guaranteed. You want to do an apprenticeship? Okay, where do we even start? There is nothing there. We need a UCAS for apprenticeships. We need the students to, 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 to have that set procedure so they can say, right, I want to do an apprenticeship. This is my area. So there's a list of manufacturers who are offering apprenticeships. They can go and visit them. They can put an application through an apprenticeship UCAS into there. And they have three choices. And hopefully they'll get one of their three choices. If they don't, they can go into clearing. Why aren't we doing that for apprenticeships? Our People and Skills series is sponsored by FANUC. As a leader in industrial automation, FANUC wants to help you take your manufacturing business to the next level. Three out of five manufacturers are now looking to automate their production to boost productivity, increase throughput, cut energy use, and cope with labour shortages. FANUC is passionate about inspiring tomorrow's engineers and educating businesses around the difference that automation and robotics can make with training and systems that deliver real-world value. Future-proof your business today with FANUC Automation and Robotics. Watch your listener. Hope you're enjoying this episode. We're certainly looking forward to bringing you our various podcast series through the year. But I wonder, were you left feeling a little peeved at points last year? when you weren't able to hear certain interviews in full. Well, now you can. As part of this year's Manufacturer Podcast offering, we present to you Archives. Podcast episodes that simply feature interviews in full with some of the brightest, most inspiring and innovative people in the manufacturing sector. So keep a lookout and be notified for episodes of the Manufacturer Archives by following and subscribing to this, The Manufacturer Podcast. These were incredibly hard edits uh, because Anita and Angela gave us such good stuff in their 20-minute or so interviews with, with Lana and with James. Hear them in full on the Manufacturer Archives, as you've just heard the advert for there, um, part of the Manufacturer Podcast, so you can listen to them on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. Should we listen to an actual apprentice now, guys? Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. I can't win with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. It must be a happy medium somewhere. <laughs> So Elliot Bloor is an apprentice at Siemens. He undertook a five-year degree apprenticeship program in control and technical support. This came about when a careers advisor pointed him in the direction of the Siemens apprenticeship scheme after he expressed an interest in engineering. 
He completed a work experience placement over the summer and began his apprenticeship in the Business Improvement and Digital Lean Operations Department in 2017. Since then, we're told, he's thrived and developed into a key asset for the team, and he won the Siemens UK Engineering Apprentice of the Year in 2020. Elliot, thanks very much for joining us on the podcast. Thanks, Tom. Thanks for the introduction. So what led you down the route of an apprenticeship, first of all? So I think just going right back to when I was when I was a child, I think everything about engineering had fascinated me. Um, everything, all my toys were about putting things together and taking things apart. All of my favourite subjects in school were more practical things like engineering subjects, hand fitting, stuff like that, woodwork. So basically... Um, all of the things that I did within my early life was geared towards engineering, even the shows that I'd watch on TV, the things that I would do in my spare time, all to do with I mean, cars, remote control, aeroplanes, all that sort of stuff. And I mean, you're one of many kids that went through school and didn't really feel it was for you. What was challenging, do you feel, about your time at school? Yeah, I mean, I really didn't like the um, sort of classic, exam-based um, assessment learning. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed mathematics and, and English and all of the STEM subjects, um, but I really thrived when I could be given the time to go away and think about a subject and then and then um, do more iterative assignment-based um, stuff like that. I think that was more akin to, to, to what I was interested in. At least one teacher within each of the schools that I went told me that I could potentially have had um, dyslexia and that was obviously mm. um, a bit of a struggle for, for learning new subjects and, and actually focusing in a classroom. Um, so just giving, being given the opportunity to get hands on and, and be more of in a sort of tactile environment was, yeah. was definitely a, a benefit to me. And then while you were at school, was engineering ever kind of presented to you as a future career opportunity or was it only really when a careers advisor pointed it out to you when when they found out that you had a you know you expressed a, an interest in engineering within the sixth form college that i went um it was it was more focused around ucas so getting your ucas in and and, and making sure you apply to it your favorite uni and stuff like this and I actually made a point of not even filling out my UCAS form at all and that's not good practice I wouldn't say do that it's pretty silly looking back but it was just because I was so adamant not to go into a university yeah. I, I wanted to go into engineering and I wanted to do it through an apprenticeship route so um, yeah the, there was that careers advisor from my school who sort of opened my eyes to what manufacturing engineering looks like within the real world. She got me on to um, some uh, work experience within a local manufacturing site, which is Siemens Congleton, where I worked mm -hmm. for five and a half years uh, and did my apprenticeship uh, with them. And yeah, after getting that put in the door with, with that two weeks work experience, it was like, this is definitely what I want to do. I don't want to go to uni. I want to work in an engineering site and yeah, learn from people who do it day in, day out. So you told us about what you were kind of interested in from a young age, you know, kind of those more tactile kind of subjects. What interests you about your your current role at the moment? And I guess you've been right at the, the kind of coalface of digital transformation. How has that been for you? Yeah, so my role has been super interesting because 
right from the get-go, I was involved in digital technologies and, and transformation within uh, the, the manufacturing environment with digital tools. So I was pretty much left to, not my own devices, but left to learn about new technologies and, and how they could be applied within the business. And that's really cool because one, you get the you get the space to learn, but two, you, you get to um, try and introduce a new technology into a business and get other people excited about it as much as you are excited about it. Um, so to see um, how technology is uh, having more and more of an influence within industry as well as in day-to-day life, um, it's been awesome to try and I mean, be a part of that journey and, and help the business grow in that in that sense. Fantastic, Elliot. And what would your advice be to other young people, kind of perhaps school-aged kids? So, and we said it earlier, you know, there's plenty of kids that were in the same position as you coming through school, didn't quite connect with school lessons. So what would you say to a, another younger person kind of coming through school and, you know, they're not quite sure what to do, but they have kind of similar interests that, you know, the interests you had growing up? I was never academic at all um and the thing that my careers advisor um ad- advised me on is focus on the things that you're passionate about and spend the most amount of time worrying and and, and learning about that subject um don't try and spread yourself too thin mm. especially within thinking about what i was doing when i was a kid like i don't think i was thinking about careers that that sort of early on like 15 16 I wasn't thinking about that and that's okay as well because who people who say that they knew what exactly they were going to do when they were 16 are either not telling the truth or they're very lucky and it's okay because 70 90 percent of the people um kids out there don't know what they want to do at that age and that's fine just Maybe just try and do something that you, you are interested in and um, can focus time on and then do something that you're good at. And if you can make both of those things the same path, then that's great. And that's sort of I'm lucky because I, I managed to sort of find that um, within engineering. Elliot, it's been fantastic to have you on the podcast and we all wish you the best of luck for the future. Awesome. Thank you, Tom. There we go. Elliot Bloor, what a, a fantastic interview from him. And as I said there at the end of the interview, we wish him all the best with his future. Um, Just before we wrap things up, let's get a word from our man in the Philippines. He's full of beans. James Devonshire, international reporter. He's been covering loads of stuff this week as part of National Apprenticeship Week. JD, how's it going? Not bad, mate. Not bad. We've already heard uh, part of your interview with Angela Lawler, a great interview. Uh, we reference kind of bits and pieces that are already up on the website. I'll get you to tell us a little bit more about the stuff you've been keeping across this week for National Apprenticeship Week. Um, but I think, firstly, I think we should just reiterate the point that apprenticeships are clearly an excellent option for the future in terms of a career prospect, and they are viewed as a high priority area of importance for manufacturing and engineering firms. That's certainly what I've got from the pieces I've covered this week, and I'm sure it's similar with you. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, big news story um, yesterday. Jaguar Land Rover um, have just announced they, they're offering 300 places on their 2023 apprenticeship scheme. Um, 150 of which will be degree apprenticeships, 70% increase on last year because as they're looking to um, deepen their talent pool with digital autonomous and electrified skills. So, I mean, big company and lots of apprenticeship places there kind of underlining the, the importance of apprenticeships. According to the latest ONS figures, there are currently 78,000 manufacturing job vacancies. Um, and while that's come down since January 2022, when it was dizzying 97,000, it's still more than triple what it was in May 2020, um, highlighting how manufacturers are still finding it extremely difficult to recruit and retain the right talent. Um, and as, as you well know, during our frequent conversations with manufacturing organisations, the ongoing skill shortage is probably industry's biggest challenge right now. Um, and apprenticeships are one way that we can look to bridge that gap. Give us a little bit more of a taste of what you've been keeping across, mate, and what we can uh, find on the manufacturer.com at the moment. Uh, yeah, so for National Apprenticeship Week, um, I've spoken to a number of people, as you mentioned, Angela Lawler of Marvellous Manufacturing. Um, I've also interviewed Philip Anthony from DP Engineering. He's quite a success story. His story is um, aspirational. Um, he's gone from being an apprentice to sales and marketing director down at DP Engineering in Cornwall. So that's yeah. uh, something for lots of people to aspire to and shows that I you can that, go yeah. big places from uh, an apprenticeship beginning. Um, I spoke yesterday with Fiona McGarry, who is engagement manager, skills and apprenticeships at Make UK. And I also spoke with uh, Marcin Klaxek from Lisi Aerospace, uh, both of which you can read about on themanufacturer.com. In every single conversation I've had with people this week is about the image of manufacturing, how everybody thinks it's like greasy, grimy, dirty, coming home from work covered in shit. Um, but it's not. I mean, <laughs> it's not. I mean, most of, like Lisi Aerospace. Um, and certainly when I spoke to uh, Philip Anthony at DP Engineering, he, he, he said, quote, you could eat your dinner off the floor in our factory. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of anecdotal. Um, a bit tongue-in-cheek but it kind of highlights the, how, how clean and bright and technologically advanced manufacturing facilities are nowadays we're looking at this from our kind of you know positive bubble of uh, news around apprenticeships but you know do you see it being something that in the next 10 years does become more popular and you know young people do want that kind of luxury of learning and earning at the same time at a young age? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there has been some massive news this week, three days ago, um, announcement by the UK government that apprenticeships are going to be boosted under plans to broaden uh, UCAS. Um, people will be able to use UCAS to search and apply for apprenticeships alongside degrees um, from the autumn. So that's a pretty big development right there and something positive for apprenticeships, which I believe will see them adopted much more going forward. Good stuff, JD. So thanks for joining us, mate, and stay cool out there. I will, Tom. Thanks, mate. Take it easy. Anybody got any closing thoughts um, on... on on the week, uh, and we've um, still got. When does National uh, Apprenticeship Week actually finish? Is it is it on Monday? Yeah, I'm not sure. Good question. Check, Lana. Quick. So, it's interesting to see how far apprenticeships have come because I think 
remember speaking about this when we did the People and Skills series last year. But when I was sort of coming to the end of school, leaving age, it was kind of the nadir of mm. apprenticeships. It was just like well, that's you were encouraged on, yeah. to do pretty much anything but go into an apprenticeship. You know, the y- it was like that for me. As the well, YTS though. scheme had just been had the kibosh put on it and mm. it was you know any careers advice you got was you have to go to university yeah. well that was yeah referenced in some of the interviews we've had today but it was interesting to hear anita say in, in her interview that actually actually there are some schools that that really do push apprenticeships nowadays so mm. you know so it's not like you know education aren't trying hard enough and it's not like manufacturers mm. aren't trying hard enough they mm. could all probably do a little bit more yeah. but it's kind of coming together isn't it that, yeah that. and that's when it reminded me of norseman uh what he said in it, from in his for, in see me yep from see me not in see me i mean he is in see me sometimes <laughs> wow this is a disaster i'll start that again um that reminded me of what Norseman said from See Me because obviously he was saying about how basically we all kind of blame each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it really is everyone just needs to communicate and work together. Um, but obviously people are and it is getting so much better, but there can be even more um, that's done. But I actually really like the theme for this year, Skills for Life, mm. because... Even though you obviously get a lot of skills in whatever field you're in, manufacturing, you know, what we're talking about, obviously. But you do just get skills for life just in a workplace environment from a young age as well, which is something that I got. So I I really like this theme for 2023, skills for life. All right. Well, that's it. Um, That is a a long old episode and we have crammed a lot in. Um, My thanks to Joe and Lana, to James, to our contributors. Oh, thank you to you too, listener, for lending us your funny little ears. We will see you next time on the Manufacturer Podcast. Can I just say it ends on Sunday? What, National National Apprenticeship Week? Sunday. Okay, great. And do check out all of that content on themanufacturer.com because there is loads. Until next time, though... Bye. Say bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye bye. Bye Our People and Skills series is sponsored by Fanuc, proud partners of the Manufacturer Podcast. Mm-hmm.